And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WJR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk this week in Lions history. Hello, Mike. This week in Lions history. <laughs> we got to call it. You want me to do that anymore? Got to call it something since there's no, uh, you know, no games going on. I think the last podcast we did, we had went over the schedule, so we don't have to talk about that anymore. We can just talk about the the game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Lions being led to slaughter is in September, so we can, we can leave that alone. So the only thing we can talk about is they had a rookie mini camp this weekend, and Michael Hare and myself were both out at the grounds of Allen Park and are here to share briefly some of our thoughts and some of the things that we think we look forward to as the Lions youngsters progress towards making the team. Hello, Mike. What did you see? You just took up, you just took up the whole 20 minutes. I sure did. <laughs> First of all, I no, thought it was a good day for a second day out there. Um, weather was fine. I thought that it's funny when there's a camp of not a lot of people, how coaches get it a looks, lot of individual instruction. It looks different. It just looks like a different – it looks like a like a, like a flag football game, basically a gathering rather than a actual practice. But there was enough out there to get some work in. So uh, what did you see? Well, I saw, you know, one thing, just talking to the, the, the players after practice, obviously I didn't talk to every one of them, I think, not exactly how many people they had here, but, but they seemed like guys who were prepared to get ready to get, get down to work. All of them, the ones I talked to anyway, had talked about how they had gotten videos to watch and things like that to get ready for it, including, you know, Hendon Hooker, who's probably not going to play this year, but he had a former teammate send him the, uh, send him the, the uh, formation so he could get to work on it before he got here. I thought that was a great saying, just for, not just for him, but for the entire group. Yeah, he said that James Mitchell, the tight end uh, that was right. drafted last year, and I forgot they were teammates at Virginia Tech because Virginia Tech, yeah, yeah, right. Hooker's so old that he actually would, you know, transcended that, and they were teammates, so he had them some with some <laughs> formations like the night of the draft just to go over. I'll tell you he's one not thing: that old, he's twenty-five years. old. Well, I'm, 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 I always laugh by this. And if you remember, if if you guys go see the videos on, um, they're on YouTube and on DetroitLions.com, the videos of all the prospects. Or the right. draft picks, um, there I was all over it along with Mike and the, most of the questions. But I'll get to—I was going to get to Henry Hooker last, but I'll get to him first since you brought him up. The one question I asked him, and you can go see it and verify it was my voice. The one question I asked me is, I said, you know, you were a, probably a Heisman Trophy winner. You were, you know, definitely probably going to be rated up with the other quarterbacks going to the draft, and all that changes in the moment of the injury. How do you deal with it, and how do you overcome that? And he said, look. The film don't lie. I was SEC Offensive Player of the right. Year for a reason. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear from him. He's a very impressive young man. Like I said, he's not going to play this year, which will probably be beneficial to him in the long run. But the way he interacted with the teammates out there on the field, the way he uh, is just a personality, he's a good guy to have in your room. And I can tell you that if he never plays beyond a backup, He's still a good guy to have in your room because he's not going to give Jared Goff any problem. He's confident in his own abilities, and he just cares about the team. I, you, you can see that right away. Yeah, the only thing I would disagree with on you about it being his to his betterment that that he's you know the, the injury and all that. I don't agree with that, Kenny, because if he if he wasn't injured, he'd be out practicing with somebody, and you know if he's injured, he can't practice. So he'd be. He's, He's really getting maybe an empty year out of in terms of working, but but everything else you said, I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I can understand, but I think he's going to practice because it, it's a quarterback and not a player that's going into the field. So I can see 
them releasing him to practice because he's not going to be touched. He's just going to throw as soon as he's able to do that. And I think he'll be cleared sooner than like Jamison Williams last year because, you know, Jamison Williams has to go out and take hits or whatever. If you're the third quarterback or you're going to be, you know, just a, you know, the, the emergency guy, you're not taking any hits. I don't think quarterbacks take hits in practice after the camp's over anyway, do they? I don't think they take hits in, right, in, right. So, in camp either. Right. So he'll be able to, you they know, don't. get some reps in. And and if I watched him Saturday, and he was doing behind the quarterback because he only had one quarterback, Adrian Martinez right. from Kansas. He would simulate as the play is going on what he would do if he was, you know, in the play. Like he would – do the handoff, he'd turn, he'd do – he was doing the whole thing. So he's trying to get the mental reps out of him. I'm just, I was just a very impressive young man. I'll tell you another one, Mike, that impressed me. We're going to get to most of them in a minute. But um, the third-round pick, Broderick Martin. You know, right. a lot of you guys yeah, don't understand, didn't understand him. Yeah, and it didn't even come across the night of the draft when they had him on the phone or whatever. You couldn't get it – you couldn't really get it then. But seeing him and then talking to him after practice – I th- I think they there's a lot to this kid. Just don't put it that he, you know he's some guy that you reach for. I think I think he's gonna play. He's not gonna start, but I think he's gonna play, and I think he's gonna be helpful to that team this year. Well, look, he's six five and three hundred thirty five pounds, and quick. He can get off the ball, and that, those are some great you know great traits, attribute, attributes, and all that, whatever you want to call them. That to have, but also have that enthusiasm. And and really, here's a kid, Kenny. You know he's. Grew up in what Tuscaloosa down down right. in that area anyway, and uh, what he talked about was he wanted to be a pro football player since he was five years old, and he prayed on it every single night and never missed a night from the time he was five years old. Right now, I just thought this was obviously a, a young man who's got who's had a dream for a long time and has never given up on it. Now, I think I think they did reach to get him, but I think they reached to get him because that, if they didn't, they weren't going to get him. Right. You know, they were running, running out of draft spots, you know, and I think if you want them, like a friend of mine who's you know deep into the draft has told me over and over, if you love them, draft them. Yeah, that's why I don't believe I mean, in the it, word reach. There's no reach. Well, you take who you think you can get when you can get them. Right. No, I agree with that. But, you know, some guys are rated higher and rated lower, and you go ahead and take them because you want them. Right. But like I and said. That was the, and that was the case with him, and he was just – he was just fun to listen to. He really was. And an, and another thing about him, I've seen some six five, three thirty guys. Well, I've seen three thirty guys with I don't know about six five. Well, I've seen three thirty guys, and they're they're like they use a better term. They're jiggly. They're not you know solid solid as a three thirty pounder can be. But you, you, he's a kind of an athlete, man. Big long arms, uh, you know, base. I, if nothing else, he'll hold the point of attack. You know what I'm saying? And he, like Gilbert Brown used to he did, where you couldn't run around him. He can do that. But he's quick. He's got athletic ability. I was watching him do drill. He's he's very athletic. So I'm excited to see what he'll do. And it's going to take some time because, like, he even admitted himself. He said, you know, I got stuff to work on. But he said two things. He said, they asked him, do you want to, like, not redshirt, but do you want to come in slow? He said, I want to play in Kansas City. He said, that's all I'm talking about. I want to play in Kansas City. Right. And then number two, he said, when he came in the locker room, he saw his name up on the – on the um, locker, he almost cried. Yep. He said, he yep. said, I was really yeah, said tear. A tear, yeah. um, so. no, that, all, all that stuff was all that stuff makes for a good story and all that. It was fun writing it, but now he's got to get down to play. Now he's got to get down to business. And the opportunity is there. the switch, and, and there it is. And the opportunity is there. We keep using this phrase for a reason. Well, they drafted him for a reason. Right. 
Uh, wants to tell stories. Yeah. Uh, Jamar Gibbs didn't practice the day we were there because he had a minor ankle thing. He came out, you know, through practice. He sat around, stood around and watched. Nothing serious. Brian Branch didn't practice uh, the second day either, and he's, he was upset because he said, I can't get better, you know. I practiced yesterday. But it, he said also it was nothing. So these guys will be ready. They're just precautioning so nothing lingers. Um to me, the standout of the of the drafted players was Sam Laporta, the tight end. I just thought you see why they drafted him as the second tight end. I don't know, maybe they had him even listed as the first for them, but I can see why they drafted him because kid moves like a receiver. He catches after the fact. He can he he you can put him out wide. He he's a, he's just a good looking player. Well, some of the drills they did, you know, the pass catching drills and then coverage drills and all that. Was Iowa Iowa versus Iowa? And I thought that was pretty cool. You know, the linebacker Jack Campbell was out there guarding him and they're covering him, and, and there was, and then Laporta was was running around. So I thought that was pretty cool. Right, and you brought up Jack Campbell. I was going to bring him up next. I'm I don't know what he's going to become of him. I think I know, but I'm not going to say it now. But I'll let it go. But he was a first round pick for a reason. <laughs> he. Way to go. Well, I'm just saying. People, you know, cry he, about he positional value and everything yeah, else, which right. is an idiotic thing. Man, it's going to be tough to throw over that guy. And if he, he, I've seen him play, so I know how he plays. He's he's going to be a good player. And I, don't be surprised if he gets the green dot sooner than expected. Well, one thing kind of surprised me a little bit, that a guy who's 6'5", the 249 means nothing, but to me, be that tall, 6'5", and that nimble on his feet, Watching him in coverage, that that surprised me. It really that stood out. Yeah. Now it stood out against look, it stood out against against rookies. We'll see what happens when you when you play the real players. Right. Play you know the, the, when the, when the men's league opens, it'll be a, a different story. But just physically, athletically, just a very very sharp, smooth athlete. Right. And being six five, standing in the middle, man, that takes throwing lane. I mean, you got to throw over him and around him. I see why he gets right. a lot of picks in college because. He's a big guy, like you said, that can move, and he's going to be in that middle. I think um, him and Anzalone this year, and I, I, I'm telling you right now, he's going to start. I can, you can tell. Matter of fact, I don't know if wasn't called. I mean, if um, Campbell told him that, but I read somewhere where he said, you know, you and Anzalone get ready to play or whatever. He's going to start. It's just a fact of the game because of the what they have there now and and the way he is physically, let alone whatever. Now he might get come out of there if he can't do what he's doing, but. He's going to start. He, he's just a supreme athletic middle linebacker. No, I, I, little, little different, a little different build for the tr- traditional middle linebacker, but certainly effective the way he's built, the way right. he uses it. And go look at his combine stats and go look at Brian Urlacher's combine stats when he came out and then compare them and then come back. I'm not oh. saying he's going to be Urlacher. Oh, I'm just talking man. about a physical – Similarities are, are there. So is that why the Chicago Bears put Erlacher at safety when he drafted him as a safety, started him at outside linebacker, and finally, finally, partway through his rookie season, put him in the middle? Well, that that just shows me that if Jack Campbell had to play outside, he could possibly put him out there. That's all that shows me. That's all that shows me. I can tell you one thing, too. Don't be surprised to see him line up sometime as a down end on the line, too. Because he's physically well, built, that, he's physically built like um, what's the guy in Minnesota used to have, Jay, uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. He's physically correct, built yeah. like him, man. He's not. He's not as big as Allen, but but the, if you look at the, the the physique, 
he, you know, you he can go down and get on like a six five guy of two fifty getting on the bot on the line of scrimmage and rushing from yeah. a three point. He can do that from time. I mean, he can do it. I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to be the place for him, but he's. It looks like he's versatile. Well, Will Anderson was drafted what third overall. Is what six four two forty five. Right. So right. Just in terms of the build, there's there's some similarity there. Yeah. Um, also, um, who else do we talk about? There was a the Kobe Soresdale offensive tackle that will be playing guard. They got him listed at guard. He played guard right. throughout the practice. So big kid, young kid. Uh, you know, I want to see more, like you said, when he gets up against the big guys. But, you know, something to work with. He looks like he has some tools. You know, one of the knocks against um, – against, uh, the kid from uh, from Northwestern, a court. Uh, his name escapes me right now. First round draft pick. Didn't uh, some yeah, didn't the one want that went to Tennessee. Skaronsky. Peter, Peter Skaronsky. Right. Peter Skaronsky was a, a little bit light at, at you know three hundred and five pounds or something like that. So I wonder what that means for you know for Storsdale at his size too. But I'll tell you one thing: his enthusiasm was was was. It was catchy. It really was. I mean, he was he was ready to go. No, they're all Dan Campbell type players. I mean, you, have, you talk to all of them. They're all Dan Campbell type players. Brian Branch is a and Brian Branch, he didn't. He had on the gray t shirt and gray shorts. <laughs> he, he's big man for you know he for is, he yeah, is big, yeah. very well put together guy. You know, some safeties you see they're long. Like Kirby Joseph is a lengthier guy. Brian Branch is built, man. This guy, yeah. I can see why. He plays the way he plays and how he plays. He's he's like a little fire plug, man. I can see that. Yeah, uh, one thing about him, I, I asked him. I was just kind of kind of kidding a little bit. I said, I wanted to ask him a question about the Lions opening the season against, you know, the opening season against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I said, I imagine it, at uh, Alabama, you played one or two or three or five or ten or twenty big games, just kind of joked and. And he said, "Every game we play is a big game." Yeah. And he meant here in Detroit too. In other words, there are no games that aren't big games. I thought it was a good answer. Good answer. Um, also, we have who do we have? Look, Antoine Green, the wide receiver. Uh, you know, right yeah, now like developmental process, but I like him. And he, one thing you can you can see out there, he can run. He and he, he he hand catches. I look when I look at receivers first. I, those are two things I look for first. Then everything else, if they need to develop, they can. But if you catch it with your hands and you can run, you're ahead of the game. Look, if you're going over the middle and running one of those quick stop routes and catch it against your body, that's okay. Otherwise, to me, catch it with your hands, unless you got to dive for it or something right. like that. But, right. but no, I, I agree with you. And, and uh, look, he had a pretty good. You know, he he was a five-year player at at, at North Carolina. Had 90 catches, but you know, most of those came in the last two years, and, and he averaged 19 yards per catch. So he's got something going for him. He wants to be something more than just a, you know, just a a deep threat too. He wants to be a, you know, all-purpose wide receiver. And look, I, I think there's, I, I think the Lions are looking for a little bit of depth there at, at wide receiver for, for for different reasons. But but there is a, there is at least one spot open. Yeah, it really is. And there were a few undrafted free agents out there that caught people's eyes. One, Muhammad Ibrahim. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Ibrahim, yeah. the Minnesota running back. Um, I don't know if he's gonna make the squad. Maybe a practice squad. It's gonna be close because he he's not fast. But you know he he That's runs correct. in there. He's not fast. So all the you know people that how he didn't get drafted. Now you know. And Mike, you told me a story that he didn't even have a recorded forty time, right? 
No, he did, he, did, he, he did not run. He was at the Combine, did not run. He was at his pro day and did not run. Yeah, that and, tells me something. Well, after, you watched him, after I watched him out yeah. there for a while, I could see why he didn't run. He's a hard runner, but, you know, you can bring a sundial out in time. You don't have to bring a stopwatch. Cause yeah, you, know what, you know what struck me, and it's done this before, too, but this is not a big – this is nothing new, but it, but it just it just shows you the difference between being a really good – college football player and just trying to get a roster spot you know in, in, in pro football and Ibrahim is a, you know, it's a good case of that 1,665 yards rushing his senior year doesn't get drafted yeah yeah it happens it's just a, yeah, yeah and, and Jameer you know Jameer here in Detroit had something like 900 right. he's taken 16th overall right. or 12th I'm sorry 12th overall right. it just goes to show you that the difference and, and stats don't mean everything it's all about you know the way they see you in the next level um and, and it's and it's there's nothing nothing unfair about no, that either but you get a chance though so he gets his chance get a chance you get a chance you get a, get a chance. chance to go a couple of other free agent guys undrafted free agent guys that i had a quick look at uh sterling thomas the cornerback from uab he's got a chance to make the, the team to me he's very fast he has a special teams guy maybe you know, bottom of the roster guy, but you know, he, I, I keep an eye on him when camp comes up. Starling Thomas, um, Adrian Martinez, as long as Herndon's out and you need three quarterbacks, he's going to be around. I want to see him more play, but he was only quarterback there, so you had nothing to judge him up against. Chase Coda, I really didn't notice him out there, but then again, I was talking and trying to learn stuff, so maybe I missed But I tell you, there's a Ryan Sabota. I don't know where he's from now. He's a tackle, guard, tackle. He is the biggest lion I have ever seen since I've been here. I don't know if he can really? play a lick. He's like yeah. six nine, three something, three oh, twenty. He's, yeah, he's right. even bigger oh, than um, who's the guy we had last year? Skipper's a tall guy, but Skipper's yeah. not real big. You know, this kid is tall and big. He's the largest human of lions I've ever seen. I don't think anybody's been out there bigger than him than me. So we'll see, but. I don't know if he can play a lick, so don't ask me. We have to see. But Ryan Swoboda, keep an eye on him. I wonder if he's any relation to the baseball player. Ryan Swoboda? Yeah. No, we'll have to. Well, I'm sure the Swoboda clan is not a 1,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's about it. It was rookie. I guess the, uh, this week they're doing OTA days. I don't know. Are the rookies invited to OTA days, Mike, or is this just veterans and the rookies don't come back sure to camp? I'm not sure about that. I really not, that's not, it's, it's not open to the media this week, though. Oh, it's not, not this week? I thought they were open no. on Wednesday. Okay. No, it's not open again until a week from Thursday. A week from Thursday. Okay, so we'll be out there then and find out. So that's your rookie camp right there, your rookie class. There'll probably be a few of those guys that the undrafted ones. Now, the undrafted ones they signed, they're going to be in camp. But there's also a bunch of undrafted rookies out there that had an opportunity to try out. So they'll probably sign a couple of those for camp, too. I don't know what their numbers are. So we'll keep an eye on who they sign. Like the Ibrams and the Coders and those guys, they're signed already for camp. But they'll probably look at some of these other guys like the Dark Angelo and – some of these other guys that were out there. And they they might sign a few of them, depending on what they saw. You know, like I said, the coaches were out there, and they were on them, and they were, they were coaching them. So, Well, there's something else to be considered, too. There are undrafted free agents on other rosters, too. And, and the Lions might look at some of them, too. That's players that they, wanted to, that they wanted to sign, and, and, you know, and somebody jumped ahead of them. And so we'll, we'll see what happens there. The number I heard, somebody told me, I don't know if this is accurate or not, that but there were three roster spots left. That's it? Three, okay. Yeah, that's it. So it's okay. not like there's a wave of guys are going to come in. Right. But you know what? There'll be, there'll be exchanges. Sure. 
on from from now until opening day and beyond. Yeah, so, there'll be people going and coming and going. A couple they cut three guys last week, you know. So yeah, guys will be coming. Yeah, and going. Plus, I yeah, think they're, they're going to sign a veteran quarterback. I still say it after, especially after Saturday, because the way Herndon Hooker to me, it's going to be at least uh, um, Thanksgiving, maybe Halloween before he's even off the pup list to me. I don't even think I can't foresee him being on, you know, being on the uh, training camp roster and actually practicing. Can you, Mike? No, I don't think he'll practice. I don't think he'll play or practice this year. You don't think they're going to bring him up like they did Williamson last year? Well, no, they brought him up because he could play. Yeah, but I'm saying, I, you don't think they would want him to be a backup? With oh yeah, want yeah, they'd want him to be right now. That's what they would. No, want. I'm talking about if the season started and he was on the pup. You don't think that they would elevate him to a backup role anytime during that season? Uh, that, that's just me. It's not based on any information. Yeah, this is I you talking. Like this that. is you talking. No, I, 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 I do not think we'll see him this year. Okay. Well, you'll see him on the sideline next to golf for the TV cameras, right? Which is very important to me. You know, if you're not playing, yeah, and also, be right there. There are rules on those pup designations and all that, of whether you can practice or not practice. So yeah. You can. So it's, it's, it's right. very, you know, right. I think it's, was it two weeks, three weeks you're allowed to practice before they have to make a decision? Right. Then, you can't have guys who aren't on the roster out there practicing. No, no, you can't do that. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But it was a good pick. That was a good storage pick because, like I said, third-round pick. Sure. And I think a good, a good sharp pick. Yeah, yep. right. Exactly. A sharp pick. All right, Mike, that's it for today. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, we'll do one after the OTA day of next week. So at the end of next week, we'll have something, and we'll talk about what we saw with the when the vets show up, when the real party shows up. All Sounds right. good to me. Oh, one last thing I do want to say. Very impressed with Ray Agnew. He we he talked before yes. the minicamp Saturday. No, you guys haven't heard from him yet, really. This was the first time I think I've heard him speak since he's been here, and he's the assistant GM. Is that what he is? Uh, I don't know his assistant title. General, assistant, assistant general, general manager. manager. Very impressive guy. He was a first round pick. He was a number ten pick when he came out. He had a lot of stuff to say. Very enthusiastic and. I believe talking to him in the best line he said was, you know what, I was the one we drafted Ray, Ray um, I mean, um, the guy in, in the Rams, uh, the tackle, Aaron Donald. He said we, that was, one of, my, that was yeah. one of my favorite picks when we got Aaron Donald. So, <laughs> you know, so he was uh, he's a guy to look at, man. He's a guy to look at. Well, yeah, one thing about the staff they have, you know, uh, uh, Brad Holmes and, and obviously Dan Campbell, and Ray Agnew, they're people with personality. Yeah. They're not robots. I right. like that. Yeah. All right, Mike, that's it for this week. See you next week on the Canon Podcast. See Michael here at DetroitLions.com for his uh, work. And uh, WGR Mitch Album Show, we'll be having guests on periodically. I think we're going to have Spielman and I think we might even have a coach eventually before. I don't know about next week, but I think we're going to have some of the guys coming up soon. So stay tuned. You'll be seeing them. All right, Kenny. Take care. All right. Thank you, Mike.